What's up, man? Not much, man. What's up with you? Nothing. Just chilling. Just chilling like a villain. In a very special edition of... <laughs> we talked about before, that's so how I wasn't going to call it special edition. But you did, so it is now officially special edition. I'm glad Nick's not here and needed a break. Just I know, kidding. dude. That whole, <laughs> that whole one episode we did with him last week was just... <laughs> yeah. Just too much sometimes. He says so many words that I feel like I cannot get a point across. You know? I, I know. This is going to be so different without him this week because he usually talks for 75% and we just have to fill. We just say, uh huh, and yeah, and laugh <laughs> occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, this one will probably be like <clears throat> you and I talking about aliens and weird crap. But anyway, <laughs> that's fine. So, uh, what have you been up to, man? Um, still hanging out at Camp Pendleton um, at the base. So, they have a. I don't know if I really went into detail about it last week, but um, they have a, a lake here that we're staying on called Lake O'Neill, and it's mm. it's pretty great. <clears throat> you have to have some kind of tie, family tie to the military, and they basically um, have to be staying with you. I'm doing yeah. air quotes, um, which uh, my brother-in-law is not staying with us. He has a couple of nights, but anyways, it's been really cool because we've been going for walks around the lake, went fishing the other day, which was fun. Um, and uh, also it's been nice. We've been cooking on the fire outside, which is a whole, I mean, I talked about that a little bit last week, but I feel like I'm completely learning how to cook again. Like, really? for example, yeah. in the morning I'm cooking bacon. Bacon sizzling, it's going perfect. I'm moving it around a little, getting both sides. Step away for one minute, come back, charred completely you know what i mean it just gets so hot in there anyways people didn't come here for my cooking tips but well i mean but so you're cooking (laughs) on open open fire not like a grill well we're using like one of those little grates that you put over the top you know and we try to leave a a spot open for like you know cooler you want your meats to get cooler over there and stuff like that you know if you're cooking vegetables whatever but it's actually been it's actually been kind of fun and we use the um, the AeroPress to make coffee. So you know what that is. I think you just, mm-hmm. you pour it in over the coffee beans and press it down and make a cup. And, uh, it's good. We've, we've definitely got a routine down and, uh, that's what I've always kind of wanted in here. And I feel like for, especially the beginning of us living in this thing, it just felt like we were frustrated the whole time. Cause it was like, yeah. You know what I mean? Even from the getting set up when you get to the camp and when you pack up, it just, there's something about, you're you're obviously way more efficient when you have a plan, you know, and then, and then when little things change or whatever, it's not a big deal. Um, But uh, I've really liked it here. I like it a lot and I've loved cooking outside. It's been nice to, you know, not have to air this thing out every five minutes Mm. and, um, there's also this other thing, which I don't know if people really think about either, but at campsites, you're, you're usually full hookups or then anything mm-hmm. back from there. So um, you're talking like water, electric, and uh, draining. And I think mm-hmm. it's like a completely different experience when you're fully hooked up like we are right now. Like right before this, we were doing what we call boondocking, and you're essentially, I mean, 
you're glamping basically because you have the camper. Right. But we're using our water pump, our 12 volt pump that pumps water through the airstream when we're all unplugged and then water heated with propane, cooking on the stove. Um, it's fun. I'm, I'm figuring it out and I thought I had a really long time here and I was going to do a bunch of little repairs and stuff to this, but I don't. Because you and I, <laughs> That's how it always goes. You and yeah. I and Nick are going to uh, our buddy's wedding here this weekend. So It'll be last weekend when this comes out. Oh yeah. right, right, right. This last weekend. That's all right. Uh, San Diego. I'm flying out of San Diego to Kearney on the little puddle jumper. Yeah. So it should be fun. And you got a long drive ahead of you. Yeah, five hours. Not yeah. terrible. I'll uh, I'll only make that that drive for select people. So if Craig is listening, <laughs> you uh, better feel special. Well, I just realized you got your new glasses on too, dude. Yeah, I got to be able to see. I think you need to tell people a story about your uh, your old <laughs> your old frames. <laughs> have I not? Have I not said this? I, I feel like I've brought this up before. I don't think you have. Um, you really teed me up to let everyone down with a mediocre story here. So everyone <laughs> like funny. bring your expectations down a little bit. But. I'll chime in when I need to. Don't worry. So I, um, until this most recent pair of glasses, I have had the same uh, pair of frames and lenses um, since my freshman year of college, I think. Uh, maybe I got one other pair when I was in college, but essentially like six or seven years or however long it's been. Um, I had been wearing the same glasses, and the reason for this is not because I took really good care of them and not because <laughs> my prescription hadn't changed, but solely because I couldn't get myself to go through the effort of finding and buying new glasses. <laughs> like I had I had gone to the eye doctor probably five or six times after buying those glasses, just like, you know, ch- get my eyes checked routinely. <laughs> My prescription had always changed and I just never got new glasses because I'm such a, we kind of talked about this like in our style episode and a couple other times, but I'm such a particular person when it comes to like clothes and especially glasses where I'm going to wear them every day. Like I don't wear contacts um, and I wear them all the time. So I really want them to be something I liked. And then there's this other part of me that's trying to be budget conscious and like try to find something that's covered by my insurance or just not outlandishly expensive or whatever. So Mm -hmm. um, basically any sort of small decision like this is a major decision for me (laughs) because I overthink it. So I had been wearing the same pair of glasses forever to the point where like the, the lenses were all permanently smudged, scratched. Like I just got used to constantly looking through a foggy surface. Like I thought that the world was just covered in haze the whole time. Um, one of the screws on like the frame was missing. So I had a lens that would always fall out like, no matter what. So about, I don't know, like this last winter, um, my girlfriend and I went to the Warby Parker store um, downtown in Kansas City. And this was, you know, I was convinced that this was the time I was going to go try on a pair of glasses and find something I like and commit and buy one. (laughs) Um, So I found a pair that I liked and I took a picture of the style or whatever. The price was fine. Um, My girlfriend liked them. It was great. 
So six months later, I still hadn't bought them because I kept convincing myself, like, ah, I don't know if I love them. <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep looking around, see what happens. Um, so I just like on a whim one day, I was like, all right, I'm tired of dealing with these glasses. Actually, I went to my barber shop and the lady that checked me in, like took the glasses off my face and tried to clean them for me. And she was like, these are just like permanently gross. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> They're, yeah, they're bad. So not like my girlfriend had been nagging me about it for a long time, but for some reason when like someone else notices it, I'm Mm. like, all right, this is, this is too much. Yeah. So that day I decided to try to buy those glasses that I had liked. And I went on to the Warby Parker website and, um, they had, they no longer had that style of frames in. So Mm. I had to start over from scratch. Of course. Um, yeah. So I, I told my girlfriend about it. She was super mad at me because I didn't get you know, had wasted all this time. <laughs> right. So when we were on vacation uh, with you and your wife, mm-hmm. uh, we went to the mall there and I went to the Warby Parker store and picked out a new set of frames and ordered them that same weekend because mm-hmm. I knew if I didn't, uh, my girlfriend would probably break up with me. So, yeah. Well, I think here we, are. we also... All three of us told you that you looked really good in them. And I think there was a little bit of you that needed that confirmation. Like it was time to move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the style that I got is significantly different from what I had before. And I was nervous about that. Like I didn't know if it was something I was interested in. I, I really like them now. Um, when I first got them, I was like not sold on them. They yeah. had to grow on me. But there's also this thing, and, you know, when she listens to this, I hope it doesn't offend her, but there's this thing about, like, when your woman or your significant other tells you something looks good and you just, you don't believe them because you think that they're going to say that no matter what. Yes. And I even say that to her when I was trying them on at that store. I was like, okay, just to get this out of the way, are you going to say everything I put on in here makes me look hot? Because yeah. if that's true, I'm not going to put any of them on. Yeah. Because it's, that's useless. Inf- it's like, that's as if all of them looked bad. It's like the same usefulness yeah. of information to me. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Like you, I have this, I have this fear that people will never just shoot me straight. Cause I, I, my, I grew up and my mom kind of did that. Mm. Like I would wear clothes that didn't fit and she would tell me no matter what, that it looked good. It looked good. And yeah. if I would go get something tailored and bring it back, she's like, oh yeah, that looks so much better. Yeah, and I was like, like, why what? didn't you tell me it looked bad? <laughs> like you weren't going to offend me. I just need to know. Yeah. So, I, um, I definitely get that. I think it's funny because uh, Chelsea is definitely the kind that does not blow any sunshine or over compliment. So really, when I try stuff on or when I try something new, I am trying to get out of her whether she... She will... There's a different way she reacts when she really likes something as opposed to when... She doesn't like it. And I mean, I've been married to her for a while, so I've got it figured out, I think. But, like, I'll try something (laughs) on, and she'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I know that means you don't like it. And if she, like, immediately says, that looks really good, then I know. This is Mm. kind of a funny thing, but I always tell her that she probably has what the best idea of what kind of shape I'm in at any given time, you know? Like, you know me, Jake. I'm, like, always wrestling with this 5 to 10 pounds that's, like, it's good. It's gone. It's here. It's back. It's, you know, and yeah, she, yeah. I always ask her like, where am I at on the thing? She's like, 
you're doing fine. And I'm like, okay, I know that means I need to get my ass in gear. <laughs> you know, like they're right. just like, I don't know. But I also, I think I'm like Lauren. So like when she tries something on, I'm like, you look great. That looks great. You couldn't look any yeah. better than you do right now. Try something else on. That looks great. That's the best thing. <laughs> so, and then you have to compare the two, like the two options. I know. And then you can see her brain kind of like short circuit. I know. They both look great in her mind. But I found what, what I've been trying to do is sort of like, if I notice something that she's wearing or that I like right away, I will, I will compliment it. Even if, you know, she's had it for a while. I know that sounds stupid because it's like, wow, you yeah. just noticed she had that shirt. But right. like the other day, she's wearing the shirt that she's worn several times. And I was like, ah, Nick, you know, I'd really like that shirt on you, by the way. I don't know if I ever told you that. So then to her, she's like, who is used to me over complimenting probably. Mm. She's like, okay, well, he just noticed that for no reason. So then, I mean, I don't know if she listens to this podcast either, but so I can say she, <laughs> she'll wear it like more frequently after that, you know, because yeah. I said that. But yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I kind of wanted to circle back to your glasses thing, not to make fun of you. I'd just because I wanted to talk, but I think it's interesting. Um, you know, when you first told me that, cause I didn't have any really idea that they were at that point for you or that you right. were missing a screw right. or whatever. But I thought it was interesting cause I was at first when I thought about it, when you first told me and we were laughing about it, I was like, man, this does not seem like Jake at all. Like <laughs> he, he does not just let things like if something isn't right, he, he, he irons it out because he can't, you'd be thinking about it every night. Well, I know that you were probably yeah. thinking about your glasses every day and that it was time. Yeah. But, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, actually, this kind of is a lot like him because when he decides something is the right fit or whatever, I'm not talking with just clothes, with, with work, with people. Right, you, right. You tend to, I mean, it's going to sound like in a bad way, but I don't mean it like that. Like you hang on to it because you're like, this mm-hmm. is this is the good thing. This is the way I like my glasses to look mm-hmm. on me. It was a big decision in the beginning. Glasses are, and the frames are fucking crazy. You know what I mean? I just said yeah. freaking yeah. just in case anyone was asking. And they really are. <laughs> it's, it's wild. And I, I'm the same way when I, because I wear glasses sometimes. I usually use mine for reading and stuff, but it is an overwhelming experience and you're in the store and you're having them tell you that everything you try on looks good same thing how do you decide so yeah, I, t- right. I totally I understand it now I think I know where you were coming from and and yeah that, that's an interesting point because I think on the outside looking in that does seem very off-brand for me to let something right. just like <laughs> hang off of be your face. so wrong for so for so long <laughs> Um, but it's the same reason that like, I will, I will continue to wear t-shirts past their prime because I like the way they fit. Yeah. Right. Like I know full well that they are wearing out. There's like some sweat stains in them, which is weird because I'm so particular about clothes, but it's mostly the fit thing. Like if it fits well, I, I tend to, for some reason, overlook some of the other things. Yes. Um, so I'll like wear, I've been wearing the same, this is probably gross. Well, my, my (laughs) girlfriend and I were just talking about this, this morning. Like, um, I've been wearing the same gym shoes for like a year and a half, which Mm. like for a lot of people that probably makes sense that, that, that probably doesn't seem ridiculous. And for a lot of people, they don't even have a different pair of shoes just for the gym. Right. But for someone like me that wears them 
for an hour to an hour and a half every day, yep. six days a week. Like yep. I've put a lot of steps and a lot of <laughs> like wear and tear on those shoes. Um, but it was one of those things where like, I really like those shoes. They've been working well for me and I haven't really noticed the fact that they're like dingy and falling apart because I don't want to go through the effort of like picking out a new pair of shoes because it's been yeah. long enough now where they don't, I can't just rebuy really that same pair. Yeah, man, that's what it is. It really is hard to let go of those things. Um, I think we've talked about before, like every time I go see my parents, um, we need, I need some kind of cable or something for my setup that my, my dad just has because he, mm-hmm. he, he gets not, not attached, but, um, he gets convinced that this is, it's the best thing for him to hang on, hang on to that yeah. thing. And, um, the, the flip side of that is, is he might have a huge box full of cables taking up space, but we're always pulling stuff from it, you know? Right. It's just kind of this mentality I think of, well, I'm going to either you're thinking this is just right for me. It fits just right. It's perfect for me. Or I'm going to use that someday or something, you know, it's like right. this weird mentality. I, I have it with a lot of my stuff too. And I was the same way with clothes, um, especially uh, before I got married. I was wearing the same thing all the time. Always right. like this. Right. This red Henley, I remember, that was just beat to hell, but I wore it all the time. And uh, yeah. same old boots that were just falling apart. And uh, it, you kind of do need someone else to come tell you, like, I know that feels good and you're comfortable in it, but you could you can get your that. your glasses are busted, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. You could get that with, with new things, you know? And mm-hmm. I will say uh, a lot of the stuff that I've replaced in, in my wardrobe with new shirts and things like that they're they've already reached that kind of comfort level because i think i was more particular this time and you you probably were i mean how how long did you say you had those glasses dude like six or seven years (laughs) (laughs) so so i mean too long yeah so it was time but also Mm -hmm. i know that you were probably very particular when you were picking these out right feel yeah i mean if if it were just like if i only needed them to drive or something i wouldn't really have cared but because i tried to do the contacts thing and it just didn't work out for me and i the the glasses have become sort of just like this um i don't want to really make it sound like this but the only words i can think of are like signature part of my style yeah yep i just have been wearing them for so long people know me with glasses and to the point where if I walk around without them, people are like, what is uh, different about you? Yeah. Today? You know, no, that's true. So I, that's I true. wanted to, you know, I, I want to get something that I f- enjoy and that don't make me look dumb. Cause there are some whack glasses out there, dude, like just that look terrible. I know. <laughs> I, I didn't want to do that. I, so. I think about that a lot, like people's kind of signature things, you know, and and I've seen you without glasses a lot too. I think especially when we uh, first got, first became friends way back when. I, I kind of remember mm-hmm. you wearing them a little less often. Yeah, I definitely wore them less often um, in high school. Did you? Because I was always in and out of them because of sports and stuff. And I didn't have a pair that I really liked, to be honest. Like they were dorky, they didn't look mm. good. Yeah, they were always kind of, always kind of broken. <laughs> so. That's interesting. I was thinking about that because um, 
with your glasses, but then about, so Nick and I kind of decided with the Talbot brothers that we were going to kind of go no hat, hat, maybe like half the time. Like it wasn't a yeah. conscious decision. We just started playing some shows without him and we were, we kind of kept making a comment to each other. Like, that's kind of nice to, um, take, you know, change up the style a little bit with it, you know? Right. But I mean, I think I already knew this, you know, that that had kind of become part of our signature style, but people started commenting and like, or getting down to like questions like this means something is, uh, altering with the band or like something's changing, you know, like there's some mm-hmm. kind of secret yeah. meaning to them not wearing some the hats and tinfoil hats. I was like, I was like oh man, when you get into Tower yeah. Rose conspiracies, then you're really deep into the. <laughs> you probably the- <laughs> need to find a, a new hobby at that point. It's you guys are not that interesting. Not I'm that not gonna, interesting. Not, no offense, but you're not scheming anything that deep <laughs> that they know of, anyways. But they don't know about our underground bunker. But it's true, anyways. Uh, so we started wearing the hats again, kind of more on this, uh, not because of that. We just wanted to. And I think we were trying to, since we were trying to get back into the swing of doing shows, um, we we put the hats back on because it kind of helped us get into the mood, you know? And um, Yeah. It was like, oh, I just saw comments like flowing and stuff like, the hats are back and they're wearing the hats again. And it was like, <laughs> man, this is, this is crazy. But I also want to... Uh, I, you know, selfishly, I want to have things about me where people are like, without that, it would be a lot. Like if you grew your hair out right now, take, Mm -hmm. you know, it it would completely change your look and having the good cut is kind of part of your style. And I think it is is a signature thing. And I, I think people are more interesting when they have those signature things. You know, yeah, I, I, I think it shows that they that they care. Like they, it, it seems like such an insignificant thing, but to me, I have a hard time taking people seriously when they're like they only get their haircut when it's starting to look terrible. Yeah, exactly. Right? They get the haircut once every four months or something, <laughs> and then they are blown away when I tell them that I have a standing appointment every three and a half or four weeks to get my haircut because, right. like, yeah, like. A good haircut is something that growing up I was never able to find. And for some reason I always, you know, I looked up to a lot of like movie stars and musicians and stuff that always had this nice like clean haircut that I always wanted. So when I got to college and realized that like there are barbers for men that cut hair and it's not just like my mom's hairdresser (laughs) trying to cut men's hair. Like I really kind of latched onto that and it became part of my thing. Um, I like that. And it's just one of those things that I care about, you know? So I, I think I agree that when people have things about them that are like um, keystone parts of their vibe, I guess, um, that to me is for some reason a good sign, unless it's like something douchey. <laughs> yeah. And it's also time that solidifies it for you. I think about my dad and he used to not wear glasses for, you know, basically his whole life until I think he was like late 30s or something. And uh, um, I always saw, pictured him without when I was younger. And then when he got older and started wearing glasses, now he's worn them for so long, you know, 20 years. I can't even, 
I don't even remember the last time I saw him without him. Like, even to take him off and rub the bridge of his nose or something. Like, I don't think I've seen yeah. him do that. And it, it's such, it's such mm-hmm. an odd thing. And it's good for us, too, because um, I think, like, it's kind of cool. I think about my son, like, as he's growing up, he, he's so little, but you can already tell he's latching on to what people look like. And he's starting to tell the difference yeah. between, you know— yeah, I mean, he's always kind of known what we look like as his parents, but he's starting to see the difference between, like, his grandma and grandpa, so my mom and dad. And then also, just for some reason, Chelsea's dad the other day scared scared him just by looking at him. But he's held him a million yeah. times, you know, and it's like— Interesting. Yeah, you, your brain really does kind of look for these signature things and these patterns and, and people that are the same, and we like it. And I used to think that I—I I, I used to think I wanted to get my hair— I would try, like, a new haircut. I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to do super short this time. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do, like, um, a fade up. And then I think I only did that, like, once in my life. And then and then I decided I was going to grow it out. And for me, growing it out was more about the fact, well, I wasn't in Portland a lot anymore, and I usually got my haircut in the same place. Though I was one of those guys that did not right. do it very often. I uh, right. I decided I was going to grow it out just because, and I think, yeah, I think it was like the first time that I actually felt like comfortable with something that I was doing and that it wasn't like I was just trying to do something new. It was like, yeah. cause it took the time to get it there. Right. And so then it'd be right. time to get a haircut normally. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to get it trimmed. So I'd go get it trimmed mm-hmm. where anybody could do that. You know, I probably could right. do it if I watched a YouTube video. For a guy, you know what I mean? Like a guy's <laughs> long hair. I always think yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. how they joke about how, you know, they'll put a side-by-side of uh, a guy and a girl, and she's spent, like, you know, $200 in hair care products and got a $120 haircut, and it's beside a guy that yeah. washes his hair, like, <laughs> three times a week, and it's like she's going yeah. for this look or whatever. But it's funny. Right, right, I don't know. Right. I, I like this... Uh, I like this feeling, and I think it does come from being a little bit older of just, it gets to a, a certain point where it's a little bit of a sleight of hand for you to, to have those signature things, right? Like you said, you go yeah. get you go get your hair cut every three, four weeks. Uh, you're not even thinking about it anymore. It's just something you do. Plus, the place you right. get your hair done, cut is sick. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah. So uh, it's called Scissors and Scotch. If anyone is listening and needs a good haircut, there's a few. There's locations um, all over the place, but it's a bar and a uh, barber shop. So like, yeah, every haircut you get a free drink, quote unquote free. I mean, it's a it's an expensive haircut for a guy. Like most people, when I tell them how much it costs, because mm-hmm. they're used to going to like sports clips and using a coupon and paying three dollars for a haircut. Yep, uh, <laughs> they are. It's kind of shell shock, but it it's kind of like. Um, you know, women, women, when they get their haircut, it's kind of like an experience. It's a, uh, a self care kind of thing for them. Mm. Like similar to like when they, if they go get their nails done or or something like this, like that, that whole thing used to be so bizarre to me when I, Mm. when Lauren and I started dating, like she's, she gets her nails done um, pretty regularly. And I was always like, it's such a waste of money. Couldn't you just do that yourself? Cause in my head, it's like all. (laughs) like nail polish is the Just same paint, or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I realized, well, I do the same thing with getting my hair cut all the time. Like yeah. I 
it's a thing that I like I invest in for myself. I enjoy it. I go and it's like a relaxing kind of unplug once a month. I look forward to it. So there's that aspect of it too. And it's not always about the money. It's not always about like, oh, this is an expensive haircut, you know? Yeah. As an adult where the most the majority of your life is mundane and monotonous and you are in and out of the office, like stuff like that yeah. can go a long way. You <laughs> yeah. know, like what else are you working for if you can't spend 50 bucks on a haircut and a drink? Yeah. I also think about, you know, like Nick with tour, he shaved his beard before this, I think during this year, I don't know, whatever, that doesn't matter when he shaved it. But <laughs> people definitely noticed, I mean, people we'd walk up and they'd say, man, I didn't, you know, he looks so different without the beard or whatever. And mm-hmm. Nick said it was because of the mask, you know, that was yeah, like just really bothering him with that. But, um, you know, I think about like um, big artists and movie stars and stuff. They did have these signature looks, you know what I mean? And you think about mm-hmm. like James Dean or whatever. He, his haircut was pretty basic. It was a good cut, but he got the same one all the time. And there was right. some, something about that, you know, you weren't, no one ever asked like, well, why didn't James Dean change his haircut ever? You know, why would he? He looks yeah, dang good the, the way James it is. Dean haircut. I know. You could walk into a, a hair place and say, I want my James hair to look like Dean. James Dean. And, and they'd, they'd be like, do- I, I got <laughs> yeah. you, fam. <laughs> say yeah, no more, whatever, whatever the meme is. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I, like the first barber that I actually went to, I think, I think Jake, you actually liked the cut I got when I went, but. I sat down and uh, the guy was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, man, to be honest with you, I've been getting my hair cut at a salon since I was six years old, whatever. And uh, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. And he's like, what if I give you like a Donald Draper? And I was like, "Mm, that sounds awesome. And that's a drink. So I would love (laughs) (laughs) love to do that. So he he did it and uh, it, it felt good. I, I like that, you know, you think about that, uh, Mm -hmm. Donald Draper, he just has this style and will always be classic and will always remain, you know, I think about like Elton John, even, you know, his thing was the big, you know, uh, tracksuit type things, uh, Uh with the pop collar and the big glasses. And, uh, I always kind of, when I was little, I was the same as you. I used to look at movie stars and stuff and be like, man. That's so cool. I, I hope I did. It naturally happens as you get older. I think if you care, you just, yeah. you just become a, a certain picture of yourself, you know, that like someone could describe. And I think up until I, you know, just started doing the flow thing with my hair, I, it was all over the place. Like it's mm. actually kind of cringy for me to look back through old Talbot brothers pictures and see how the style of you know whatever I was trying to do has changed over time like I was always trying to grow yeah. that little goatee thing out I I was always <laughs> like I gave a beard a shot a couple times you yeah. know and it it's weird to me to look back on that and see that now now feeling like both of the things that I am doing with shaving and whatever I'm doing with my hair have been birthed out of simplicity for me while I've been out here on the road because I think yeah Man, really, my wife could cut my hair, and she has a couple times. Like, babe, it's just getting so long, I can't handle it. She'll just go go at it a little bit with a pair of scissors. And shaving for me has become, I'm just going to trim it as short as possible because it's easier for me than trying to 
upkeep anything and and when we're on a road is there's so much to do just in a normal day to get set up and right. tear down and uh I don't know how those guys back in like the eighties hairband days. Mm, yeah, you know, all the like, hairspray and stuff they had to do. Yeah. Can you imagine walking on one of those buses? Super <laughs> Plus high everyone's smoking, so it's probably like right. fire hazards everywhere. Uh, yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. You think about did anyone did anyone comment on your long hair as to like because that was oh, new yeah. for this t- this last run of shows you know right. so was anyone thinking that that was a sign of things to yeah come probably I don't know but you're right though it's it's weird to think that 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 the flow could be new because I've it's been growing every day in front of me unfortunately for you know a year yeah but everybody else um, is like the equivalent of getting a fresh cut. You know, like yeah. you've seen some of these guys. Like I remember James Bay, his his style was kind of like the really long hair and the hat, and he got a cut, and people just went wild for it. You know, and it was classic. Right. It looked good, um, mm-hmm. but it's kind of one of those things. Like I thought, why, why do it if you're James Bay? Do you think? Do you think for him maybe it's like a, see, I'm doing what everybody else does. Like maybe the guy just wanted a haircut. You know? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I mean, there is something to the refresh, right? Mm. It's like with my glasses, I could have got a pair that was exactly the same style or really similar, right? But I took the opportunity to get, try something new. And I think it has worked out so far. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking at old pictures of James Bay and some of the more new ones, and it's not that far off. Like, it's still longer hair. You know, it's just a slightly different kind of version of it. So, yeah, I don't know. I am getting to this point. I I think I'm I think I'm getting to that point where I want to I'm starting to flirt with the idea of getting a good cut, you know. It's just it yeah. happens to me in cycles. This is the longest I've gone, but um I I've sort of started to see myself in uh through other people's eyes, even with towel brothers and stuff. Like I'm starting to think, well, you know, do you think that people are starting to see that as a signature thing, like the longer hair? I will say, I think Nick and I have started to look a lot more alike. Just yeah, see, that's that's what I was <laughs> that's what I was wondering. I mean, it's always been a thing for him to have the long hair. Like I've never known yeah. him with short hair. Yeah. Um, and I think f- for I don't think it's a signature thing for you yet because it's still so new, relatively. You know, and you kind of have that whole while well, I was in quarantine, or you know, I was living in Imperial for however yeah. long. And uh, <laughs> it just, it makes sense that you would have grown your hair out, right? Yeah. Um, but you're kind of flirting with it becoming your thing. So I think you need to decide. I know. If, w- if you and Nick are going to have the same thing. Because that's a weird, that's kind of weird too. If you guys both have the same hair, it's like, I know. we get it, your brothers. We get I it. I know. Well, plus he shaved. So, you know. Mm, but yeah. there, I mean, I will say we've gotten that question way less. The, are you guys really brothers question? You know, because it's like. Yeah. You know, it's funny how if you just kind of have a couple of the same attributes, then people will stop asking that question. But right. I, could, I could do something, you know, just really set the uh, 20 commenters alive up ablaze with, like when we go back for the legit tour, just yeah. get like a fresh cut. And um, I don't know. I I just think it's fun to, I've always thought of it as like, I can do whatever I want. If I'll grow it out if. Like you said, you know, it grows uh-huh. back. 
Right. So you can do whatever you want. It's more fun. You do have the luxury of flexibility. I can't grow my hair out. Yeah. Like mine, mine doesn't grow out like a flow. It grows out like a bush and it never lay, lays down. Like it's it just keeps going out. you have wavy hair. It's a different. Yeah, I've got this, this weird, coarse, wavy hair. Um, so it's just not a good look. I look Nick, like a, a teenager trying to grow his hair out just constantly. Yeah. So, Well, Nick would tell you this story, but um, just kind of the reason he's always had long hair is because when he was a baby, he had that craniosynostosis, I think is what they call it. And it's basically when the plates on your little baby head kind of grow together too fast and they push up kind of yeah. your, your tissue and stuff. And so he he had to have surgery when he was a baby and they did a cut from one ear to the other ear over the top of his Oof. head and the scar is still there. I mean, it's white, you know, just like, yeah, you know, but it, it, no hair grows there. So uh. it's, it's really bizarre. But, you know, when he... We didn't know, my parents didn't know when he was little if he would like go away or whatever, but they would always just like leave his hair a little longer and covered it up. No big deal. Um, right. But he like the first time he got like a real haircut, it was funny because my mom had like already paid for Christmas pictures and, uh, <laughs> and Nick got the haircut. Like the classic don't get a cut right before you have something important to do, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but in the pictures, you know, like... <laughs> Nick doesn't look very happy, but it's it's kind of cute. It's funny, but you can see, I mean you can see he had like a buzz cut, and it was like this scar from side to side, and mm. I could tell you know like as he got older, um, you know he grew it out to kind of cover that, but now man I can't even, I can't even picture him with, with shorter hair, and I'm and I'm sure he would, and he wouldn't mind now. The scar is very subtle, but. Uh, that's really that's a really interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, his signature thing was kind of built in to that circumstance, right? But yeah, you, you can decide what your thing is, or you could just decide that your thing is you're never going to have a thing with your hair. We've been yeah, talking about our hair for a, a long time. Yeah, we have, man. We also talk about glass. <laughs> the people don't realize though. This is the conversations we have. like. We just go. Me and you go on and on about one thing forever. We so. go super in depth about something <laughs> very shallow or something, you know, that doesn't have a whole lot of uh, meat to it, you know. Did we talk about, um, you know, not to completely change gears, but no, I was fine, thinking dude. about this. Did we talk about uh, your change to your work week on the pod last time or did you have any update on how that oh, went? Oh, yeah, we talked, about, we talked about it last time. Yeah. But you... Are you implementing that now, or wh- how long? Uh, not not till September. Nice. Yeah. Man, that's Although, crazy. I did have a meeting this week where the person who called the meeting, like total, tried tried to do a total power move and made it an in person meeting, like booked a conference room. Mm. So I wasn't gonna like whine and drag my heels about it. So I went to the office to this meeting, and half of the people that were in the meeting didn't show up. And they said, can you make this virtual so I can call in? And then the basically 75% of the meeting, I didn't need to be there for. <laughs> so oh it's like, gosh. I drove all the way in just for that. And uh, yeah, that's really frustrating. It's like, you got, you gotta, you gotta be all in or all out. And I guess that's, that's the argument for just going back. Right. So that those sorts of things won't happen. I mean, it's, but it's crazy because I've seen a lot of, stuff coming out a lot of articles about how 
the majority of companies are going to switch to this, uh, you know, four day work week or whatever, or, um, I don't know, even if a couple of the days are remote or a day is remote, uh, I've seen it a lot and I feel like that's kind of a, a cool thing that has been happening. Yeah. Cause I, it's cool because it's so counter counterculture, right? Yeah. Like it's been the same way forever where, you know, up until a year ago, people that worked from home or worked remotely were a severe, like a serious minority. And people are like, man, that, that would be awesome. Like, yeah. you know, the grass is always greener kind of thing. And now um, it's just interesting to see such deeply ingrained um, kind of ways of doing things to, to, you know, overnight essentially in the last year change. And then now we're seeing that there's, you know, maybe there is some benefit to doing things differently. I think about that with Chelsea because um, she had a couple jobs in her life where she wanted to try to take a remote. And uh, they basically told her that they were afraid it wouldn't go well, you know, without yeah. even trying. And not because of her. They just, it was just that, that way of, uh, especially that older generation. And, and us too, man. I mean, you and I grew up doing jobs where you showed up at, seven or nine or whatever and you didn't go home till five and you went five right. days a week you know and i think uh it kind of hurts my stomach a little bit to think about a couple of jobs one in particular i remember she really liked and she was really good at but they just weren't willing to take the chance and do the remote that was yeah. two years before the pandemic happened so it's like it's so interesting to think that all of those people were working at home for a year yeah and she uh, she could have gave that a try and seen she seen if she still right. liked it. So, it I I'm sensing the theme in what we're talking about here. Even though it doesn't seem like it's fully related, there's I'm kind of sensing this theme of like it's hard to let go of the old way. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah. You get you get so used to something, and especially with those generations, uh, the guys that start these companies and that are the CEOs of these companies, and um nowadays they're just so used to a certain thing and and they like to look around the room and see everybody in there it makes them feel like the worker bees are going to work and that you know what i mean the 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 work is going to get done because butts are in seats you know what i mean but it's tangible right i i've had this conversation with my dad when i was working at john deere you know i i see how tired the the mechanics and stuff get at the end of the day and the output gets way less from them by by you know after lunch yeah basically right i told him i was like man can you imagine if these guys were told they you know this is just tyler talbot's weird idea so it's not based (laughs) in any kind of reality but if these guys only had to work four hours a day okay five five days a week but you told them um you're gonna cut your work time in half but we need you to bust ass the whole time and and the reward yeah. is that you get to go home and be with your families or go fishing or whatever way sooner. And I right. can guarantee every guy in there that I knew would have said, hell yeah, I am 100% right. down for that. Because they do put out four hours of good work a day already. And I guess you could make mm-hmm. an argument for them saying, well, now I'll only work hard for two hours and then I'll kind of coast the rest <laughs> of the two. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It would be interesting to 
to find a company, maybe this has been done before, you know, we have a tendency to talk about things that we haven't researched on this podcast, <laughs> but it would be interesting to find a company that would be willing to just like do an experiment. Like we're going to spend a yes. year or, you know, some amount of time, a, a, a sufficient amount of time to be able to track the changes um, and do something like that and just see what happens. But the risk is that you would go under, right? Your company wouldn't succeed. So you'd need to find some way. I don't know. Maybe that's incentive enough to make it work. I don't know. Well, it's like you could almost just do a sector or something, you know, or or trade off, you know, have half of the mechanics do the uh, half day thing and then have the other yeah. do full and then switch. And I don't know. I, mm. I just, man, I I sort of had this feeling like I was very surprised by a lot of companies turn to doing a little bit more remote, you know, even like you said with Garmin, I was really surprised because I knew, I mean, I knew as your friend that you were working hard every day. I mean, I knew there was hours I wouldn't, you know, I couldn't get a hold of you because you were working and it's not like you could ever just slip away with me at three o'clock and play video games, you know, like it never, <laughs> right. it never happened. So it's right. like, I know that you work hard and I'd like to think that the people above you, um, see that too and then and maybe they did you know with a company like Garmin if they're willing to do that a little bit more flexible um I just wish some of these like midwest towns and companies and could, could kind of get that behind that same thing you know and my dad right. my dad feels bad when he doesn't go to work and you're the same way you you told me yeah. the other day you you took you felt bad for taking PTO you know and it's like I understand that because these companies kind of, they, they don't, they want a certain amount of loyalty from you and they, it it all comes back to like the elders in the company wanting to, to keep things moving and and it makes them feel good to bottom line. Right. You know? Yeah. And I mean, to clarify, I I don't ever get guilted by anyone else for taking time off. Like the people that I work for and with, um, I mean, they're very, very, very much so encouraging of like taking time off if you want to or right. need to, because you earn it. Like at my company, we, we accrue paid time off. You know, we, we've earned, we earn them on a per week basis. Right. But there is a, an increasing popularity of companies having unlimited PTO and what they have found. And this is something that I have researched because I, you know, I, I was kind of skeptical of it when I was, when I was seeing it pop up, but, um, research has found that um, people that work at companies with unlimited PTO take less time off mm. because because you haven't really earned it. It's easier for people to like make you feel bad for taking time off. Oh, whereas when I take time off, I can say even if it's at like a not super ideal time, like I I have planned vacations based or trips or whatever, and they just kind of land at these super terrible times based on what I'm working on. It's like not a good time to leave. And I'll talk, be talking to my manager. I'm like, should I like reschedule this trip? And they'll be like, no, you earn that time. Like we will survive without you for four days. You know, that's crazy. There's a few thousand people here that can pick up the slack, you know, but for smaller companies, it's not always that way. So, um, it is possible to get guilted for taking time off, especially if it's not on like a, an earned basis, which well, seems that, counterintuitive. Yeah. And I, you know, I do think it does come from you because you're the kind of guy that you don't want to, um, 
any of the guilt comes from you because you don't want somebody else to be left with your work. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you tell. I remember you telling me if, man, if I take this Friday off or whatever, uh, the work that I was going to do and the projects that I had to have done are going to fall on somebody else. And I, and I totally get that. And um, you know, even when I was working at John Deere over the pandemic. Um, you know, I was the only one doing the detailing stuff. So mm-hmm. I felt really bad about it all the time. Like, and, and especially when my son was born, I, I had to take a lot of time off, but my dad, you know, who, who was my boss actually. And it, that's a really interesting side note too. You know, uh, we should probably do like a working with family episode cause you do, th- <laughs> you do that. I do that, uh, and, yeah. you know, and you and I work together and, you know, you know, I also work with my dad, but, um, you know, it was, he was the one that told me, man, the, you, you might only ever have one kid or, you know, this, this, uh, this is only going to come around once in a while and this place will always be here. Right. Know? And, yeah. uh, and then even after I had to start having the conversation with him about leaving, cause we were going to try to pick up with Talbot brother stuff again. I mean, he and I had a, a a pretty good cry over it, you know, over a beer because mm. it was like, it felt like he and I had grown a lot closer. Like uh, most of my breaks, I would just go hang out with him because yeah. I was de- back there when I was detailing, it was just me on my own. But, mm-hmm. um, he, he understands as as long as he's been in the business, you know, and, and I know you understand this too. It, you're just the kind of person that's, you don't like giving your workload handing it off to someone else and right uh that's what we appreciate when we're on the road and stuff because you're the first guy to like grab gear and bring it on stage or whatever and there's been times there's been times we got off stage to go talk to people and i come back and you had everything packed up you know and i hell yeah and man. i love that i love that but i i also know like hey you know you're my boss in this podcast and i'm your boss when we do Talbot <laughs> brothers and it's like yeah there's you you have to look out for yourself at the end of the day you know and i know there's been times when you've said i can't take a show or whatever because i have prior commitments and like mm-hmm. for us you know i don't mind trying to sound like boss of the year or whatever but for us it, we know how important it is that you keep keep your prior commitments and that uh you know family and stuff like that is way more important and nick and i have had to learn I think especially over the course of this last year, um, you know, sc- scaling the show amounts way back because uh, it was great to play and we were having fun and we were making new fans, but we were also sacrificing some mm. some things at home. And, um, you know, I, I guess I don't technically, I don't subscribe to the idea that, you, you know, you shouldn't give all of you to a company because they'll replace you in a minute. I, I don't believe that. I, yeah, I hear that sometimes. And I just, I laugh because you should, you should always give that 100%. And it's gonna, whether it leads you to another job somewhere else or you move up in your company, you know what I mean? There's a million reasons to not just coast, you not know, just phone it in. Yeah. Especially if yeah. it's a good gig, like, I get it if it's kind of just like this shit job that you're not into or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I also, um, I fully support setting boundaries and, you know, 
I think there's a difference between giving your all and then sacrificing everything that you are. Like if you're working 80 hours a week, but you're really only getting compensated for half of that, that's yeah. a, probably a, a, a problem. But the right. time that you're there, like you should be kind of blood, sweat and tears yes. busting your butt, you know, because yeah, I mean, I agree with you. That's what Nick and I have thought with Talbot Brothers too is, you know, in the beginning we didn't keep track of hours because, well, well we probably still couldn't afford to, but we can't pay <laughs> pay ourselves for how many hours, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was like always parts of deals or percentages that we were working with, you know, or, um, right. you know, it was kind of like all commission all the time. And it is a really interesting concept. And I never felt, like working any less because oh, I wasn't getting paid by the hour. You know yeah. what I mean? And if anything, I, if I felt more control because I could go 120% for four days. And then if it was Thursday or something and I was like, man, I'm gassed. I'd call Nick and I'd say, don't reach out to me about anything today. I need yeah. the day. And he'd be like, right on. Gotcha. You know, same thing with yep. him. He'd, He'd say, I'm going to get this call today, but I'm, I'm up in the mountains. Can you, can you take it? And I, I know that's the uh -huh. beauty of having the, the partnership or whatever, but, uh, right. I really want to, you know, I don't ever acknowledge it. I think because I feel kind of like an imposter syndrome saying it, but as the owner of a, a company, I want to, I want, I'm, that's why I'm so interested. I think every week in, um, hearing how it works for you at Garmin is because mm. I, I, you know, it, it's really interesting for a big fish like Garmin and then a little fish like Talbot Brothers to, I want to parallel some of the things that you guys do well. And, um, I also want to keep in mind when you have strain, you know, and like, yeah. when, when, is there anything you would change, you know, about like your work week or whatever? I want to implement that somehow. Right. And, We've just now recently hired on um, a couple of new people, and I think at first we were thinking hourly because it just felt like that's what we would do. But then we were like, yeah. no, these people work really, really hard, and there's no right. reason for us to keep any kind of tab on the amount of time they're working. It's all about the fruits of their labors, right. and and they, you know, they're proving that they can do that. And it's, it's, it's really amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like an output version, an output model versus a time model of business, right? The time is model what is? is what, I mean, that's what I'm calling it. I like it. <laughs> like the time model is, you know, you're going to be compensated for this amount of time. You have to be here for this amount of time, whatever. But the output is you're being paid for the task, you mm -hmm. know? So like, you're expected to get these things done on a monthly basis or a yearly basis. Here's your yearly payment for that output. Yeah. Right. So I, I, it depends on the position. Like my company is big and I am a salaried worker, but we also have hourly people based on what they do, you know? Right. It just depend, depends on the, on the job. So well, yeah, I always, I, it is interesting to like, now that I know that's why you are curious and not just like <laughs> wanting to change the subject, I, I would talk about it more because it, yeah, it is interesting that like, cause I've learned a lot just about, I mean, I, I'm not a business major or anything, but I've learned a lot about how businesses operate just by working for a big one. 
And oh, I'm some, sure. of the, some of the fundamentals never change, especially in terms of like effective management. Like that's a huge thing um, that I've, you know, studied kind of and um, observed and also just like communication. Professional communication is a super mm-hmm. underrated skill. And I don't know if it's something you really learn until you are in that environment. Right. Like, um, there's, there's kind of pros and cons to like the professional tone of emails. Like it's kind of bullshit. It's always kind of masked in this same sort of verbiage and stuff, but (laughs) thick, thick wordage. um, Yeah. The, uh, the takeaway is just like effective communication, I guess is, is what I would say and how to Mm -hmm. do that. Well, like using multiple tools for that. Um, and those are things that we've all I mean, having to work from home, that's been one of the biggest reasons why they want us to go back is because mm. there's not as much, um, you know, email back and forth when you're in the office, which right. I think is actually a good thing to use email because you have a paper trail of things. But yes, and you can you can articulate your thoughts a lot. It's funny to stutter on the word articulate. You can <laughs> articulate your thoughts a lot clearer in an email, you know. And take some time to think it through. Yeah. Revise. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've put my foot in my mouth more times than I can count by saying things out loud and then end up having to retract it because I was just speaking in the moment. But in an email, yeah, you can like write it, go take a walk, come back and be like, this is not good. (laughs) Redo it. Exactly. You remove an emotion, which can be good. You know, it it needs to be about the work and, um, man, that's, Wow, I think we could probably do a startup. What do you, what's our what's our product? Ugh, man, I don't know. Dude, the melt. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the melt. We talked man, about that. The man utility belt. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a spin on the Merce, um, which I haven't technically got behind. But if somebody handed me a good look at one, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But yeah, Jake and I had this idea for, uh, well, we can't tell you because in... Don't yeah. steal our idea. <laughs> Just keep keep an eye out for the melt. The, <laughs> yeah, the name is pending, but on shelves yeah. twenty forty. It's gonna revolutionize men's fashion everywhere. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, this was actually fun doing a, yeah. a duo episode like this. I mean, it we was. miss Nick, um, but uh, yeah, you know, buddy, we do. We'll, we'll we'll see if we invite him back next week. <laughs> you know, if we ever do the if we ever do these again people are going to have to start to realize that they're going to really get deep into our minds as we go. And I know you yeah. expected to talk about aliens. Next time. I was reining it in a little bit because I didn't That's want okay. to scare, yeah. scare people on the first duo <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Uh, All right, yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Another episode of Similar Vein. Be sure to comment, rate, and subscribe. If you haven't already, hit us up on Instagram at Similar Vein Podcast, and we will see you next week. Later, guys. <laughs>